are glad that you joined us today. God wants to do so much for you and through you, and we want to hear about it. If you've been impacted by Fuel Church, share your story with us by emailing mystory at thefuelchurch.com. And to learn more about our worship experiences, visit our website at www.thefuelchurch.com. Thanks again for joining us. We hope you enjoyed today's message. Well, are you ready for part two of You Asked For It? It's a series we get from a survey we did during our Easter service, and we asked you topics that you wanted to hear about, questions that you had about life and about the Bible. Last week, we uh, checked out part one. The number one asked question on that Easter survey was, how do I handle stress? Well, today is the second most asked question from our Easter survey, and it's this. How do I deal with difficult people? How do I deal with difficult people? Um, If you're sitting next to them, just look straight at the screen for the next 30 minutes. (laughs) Uh, I believe that this is something we all have in common and something we will continue to encounter. And that's difficult people. They're in our lives. And uh, we must learn how to deal with difficult people. Because if we don't, we'll continue to say things we regret. We'll continue to hold grudges. And allow frustrations to be the common theme in such relationships. The question is this, why why do we have tension uh, with people? Uh, The answer is very simple, because they're different. They're different than us. Uh, We have different personality types represented. And uh, people think different. They act different than us. And most of the time, I want people to act and think the way I, the way I act and think, but it, it doesn't always happen. Uh, so we're different. We're different types of people. We have different upbringings. We, we have different learned beha- behaviors. And, and so, so we don't always uh, unite on certain, certain things in our lives. Uh, but I would pose to you that different doesn't mean bad. It just means it's difficult. So different isn't bad. I, I, I love that our church is made up of different people from different cultures, from different generations. And it, it's a beautiful thing because I just believe it's a, it's a snapshot of what heaven is going to look like. So different doesn't mean bad. It just means it'll be difficult um, because we all have different personalities. And at times we're bound to clash with those personalities. But here's the reality. Here's the reality. Some of you in here today have some very deep wounds because of a difficult person in your life and maybe represented in your family or at your job. Some of you deal with daily tension from a difficult person. Every day, you know, you're going to encounter this difficult person. Some of you may even be angry or bitter uh, because of a difficult person in your life. And so today we want to go to God's word to help you. Uh, By the time we get done, you may just say, man, I think I'm the difficult person. And there may be a reality in your heart. And with God's help, I believe uh, from his word that that we can shine some light and help some people today uh, that may feel like they're the difficult person. uh, Or maybe you're just like, I deal with difficult people every day. What's, what's the cause of difficult people? Well, it's very simple. Three things. It's sin, it's shame, and it's selfishness. 
sin and shame and selfishness. I can look at my life and see that when I'm difficult to work with, difficult to be around, it's usually one or three of those things, sin, shame, or selfishness. Um, they're difficult people out there because we live in a sinful world. And I just believe that the assignment of the enemy, the assignment of the devil is to disrupt relationships more than anything. Um, he wants to disrupt those that we're closest to. He wants us to be in tension and fighting and quarreling with those, uh, maybe in our own household, uh, because he knows if he can get some relational tension between us, um, that, then he can get us isolated. And that, that's really his plan and purpose for your life and every area of your life. If he can get you isolated off on your own little island, um, uh, because of, of a difficult person in your life or because of relational tension, then, then he wins the battle. So, so my question for you today is, have you ever had a difficult person in your life that you swore was sent straight from hell to your life? I mean, I've had some people throughout the years that I believe that the devil sent them to be a thorn in my flesh. And I I believe if you were honest, you could say, yeah, there's a few people and they may be sitting on your row. Remember, we're not going to point. We're just going to look up into the screen right now. But uh, Max Licato said this. I love this quote. Some people may have been called to be missionaries of misery sent into our world to wreak havoc. Have you had some missionaries of misery sent into your world to try to disrupt your life? I believe we all have had these crazy people, right? Sometimes it's just like, man, what is going on uh, with these difficult people in my life? And the Bible talks about them. Um, I love that about God's word because uh, we can find answers to today. Even though it was written thousands of years ago, we can find our answers in God's word. And we're going to look at 2 Timothy chapter 2 here in just a moment. And it's a passage of scriptures where Paul was writing to this younger pastor named Timothy. And uh, Timothy was dealing with a lot of pressures and uh, a lot of uh, issues with people within the church. And um, I love this because in this scripture, we find the word, words difficult people represented because uh, that's what Timothy was dealing with, difficult people within his church. So let's look at this. Second Timothy chapter two. If you have your Bibles, check it out. If not, we have it right here on the screens for you. Verse 23, it says this. Again, I say, don't get involved in foolish, ignorant arguments that only start fights. A servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but must be kind to everyone, be able to teach and be patient with difficult people. There it is. Verse 25, gently instruct those who oppose the truth. Perhaps God will change those people's hearts and they will learn from the truth. Verse 26, then they will come to their senses and escape from the devil's trap for they have been held captive by him to do whatever he wants. So we see here that these difficult people in our lives are being held captive by the enemy. They're, they're, they're a tool that is used uh, by the enemy to disrupt our lives. So I want to take the remainder of our time here today to talk about a, a few different types of difficult people that the enemy sends into our world. And hopefully you can identify uh, with these types of people. Um, mostly these kind of people tend to get under our skin. 
Uh, we, they're difficult and, and they want to disrupt our life as normal. And so let's talk about these four different types of people that we're bound to encounter in our lives. If you haven't already, you're, you're going to encounter these four types of people. There are many more types, but I've narrowed it down to four types of people in our lives that try to disrupt our peace and steal our joy. Number one is critical people. Critical people. These are the negative, the pessimistic, the nitpickers, uh, the ones always pointing out everyone's mistakes, um, the ones that always see the glass half empty. Um, they, are, they, are, <laughs> they are the ones that are unreasonably perfectionist. They're unreasonably perfectionist. And uh, most of the time, uh, these super perfect people on the outside are really unhappy with who they are on the inside. Um, they really don't like who they are, and so they tend to put others down. Um, I heard someone say this, often cr- criticism reveals your deepest insecurities. Criticism often reveals your deepest insecurities. And so we have critical people that the enemy sends into our lives to nitpick at us and to try to tear us down. Jesus talks about these kind of people in Matthew chapter 7, verse 4. He says this, How can you think of saying to your friend, let me help you get rid of the speck in your eye when you can't see past the log in your own eye? See, I believe if we could ever stop picking at the scab of others, then maybe their wounds could heal. Many times critical people just keep picking at something, picking at a scab. What happens when you pick at a scab? It never heals. You got to give it time to heal. And so many times these critical people are nitpickers in our lives. And uh, maybe you're sitting out there today and you say, man, I work with somebody who's critical and they're always telling you what you're doing wrong. They're always pointing out your failures and always point, putting you down. Maybe you live with somebody who's critical and they're this perfectionist and they always criticize you when it's not done their way. Uh, maybe you're listening and you say, um, I believe I'm the critical person here. Um, you've become your own worst enemy in your mind and in this battle of perfectionism. And so in your mind, you want everything to be perfect. And when it's not perfect, when someone's not perfect, you nitpick at that. and You're very critical putting others down. Whoever it is, uh, wherever you encounter this critical person, I need you to realize this point here today. And it's this. Realize that you can't please everyone. You can't please everyone, um, but you can please God. You see, oftentimes I've learned that um, pleasing God means disappointing people. Pleasing God in my life often means disappointing people. And for those of you who are dealing with this critical person in your life, you're going to have to come to the realization that you can't please everyone. And 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 4 says this, Our purpose is to please God, not people. So we've got the critical person that is difficult in our lives. Let's move on to the second type of person that we can encounter. And that's the overly needy people. The overly needy people. Um, these are the people that are incredibly insecure. Um, they cause... 
excessive drama in our life, and they, they're the blabbers. They love to run their mouths, don't they? And uh, most of the time, they're the financial freeloaders in our lives, and they pout when they do not get their way. They need attention. They need reassurance ongoing. Um, how do we deal with these type of people? Well, I think the first thing that we got to learn to do is we need to set healthy boundaries, whether it's time boundaries, resource boundaries. Um, if you don't, needy people will become this kind of emotional uh, vampire in your life, and they will literally suck the life out of you. And some of you are like shaking your head inside your head like, yeah, I, I, I know what that's like. I deal with these overly needy people in my life. Um, another way that we can learn to deal with them is to allow them to face their consequences. Allow them to face their consequences. Stop bailing them out every time. Um, rescuing them isn't always helping them. And the last I checked, Jesus is their savior, not you. And so we can get into this kind of flow of always bailing out these type of people and it it can be a hindrance to their life and to our life. So here's our thought in dealing with these type of difficult people, the overly needy people is this, refuse to give them what they want and give them what they need. Refuse to give them what they want and give them what they need. So we got the critical people that are difficult. And then we got the overly needy people that are difficult. And then we got number three is the manipulative people, manipulative people. These are the people that use, misuse and abuse. Here are some of their greatest threats. Let's see if you can identify with this. If you don't do this, I'm leaving you. If you don't tell me I'm hanging up. If you want to work here, you'll do this. If you love me, you'll do what I ask. They say things like this. Thought we were close. Obviously, I can't count on you. After all I've done for you, you won't do this one thing for me? If you don't do this, you're not a good Christian. And then one of the most common things the manipulative people say is this. This is all your fault. This is all your fault. How do we deal with these difficult people in our lives? A few points underneath this, uh, two points actually I want to give you. Number one, we need to recognize when someone is trying to control us. We need to recognize when someone is trying to control us. Some do it unintentionally, but most know what they're doing and they're very calculated at what they say and and what they do. Um, How do you know you're being manipulated? manipulated. How do you know? Well, usually you can't say no to a person that has that kind of control over your life. You have a hard time saying no, or you always feel guilty. You're you're always walking on eggshells. It's like you can't have fun around that person and they want exclusive loyalty in their lives. And um, also you feel ultimately responsible for them and you have a fear of letting them down or you feel pressured to always please them. Um, and, the, and the final thing is you compromise your values or your self-worth to please these type of people. So number one, you need to recognize when someone is trying to control you. Number two, you need to redefine that relationship. 
There comes a point in your life where these toxic people um, have to be removed from our lives because they'll hinder our life and our walk with Christ and our family and our marriages. And so you've got to redefine the relationship. Stop allowing people to control you. Manipulative people want to control your life. They want to control your decision making. They want to control where you go, where you, who you go with. They want to control everything about you. And God never intend, intended for you to be controlled. No, he didn't. God doesn't even do that to us, does he? I mean, God gives us a free will. I mean, there's all these principles found in God's word that we talk about every week and, and God wants us to, to, to read his word so our faith can grow and he wants us to pray to him and he wants us to support our church and serve and give and, and he wants us to do all these things found in his word, but they're all principles and promises, but they're not demands. He, he, he doesn't say, if you don't do this, then this is going to happen. God gives us a free will to choose life, to choose blessings, cursings, life or death. And so you, you got to realize that there are manipulative people in your life that are sent to control your life. And uh, I want to encourage you with this thought um, regarding these type of people. And here, here's, our, here's our thought for them is recognize they're playing a game. Recognize they're playing a game and refuse to play that game any longer. Refuse to play it. Because the, these type of people, these difficult people, manipulative people, will destroy your life. And they'll, they'll suck the life and the joy and the peace of God out of you. So our last type of difficult people is this. And that's hypocritical people. These are the people that are compulsive liars. Uh, they lack character and integrity. They put on a good outward show. Actually, this word hypocrite in the Webster's Dictionary defines as this, an actor, a stage player, one who hides behind a mask. They act like they're something that they're really not. Jesus, he talked very sternly about this group of people. He actually had a lot of encounters with the hypocritical people in the Gospels. And in Matthew 15, verse 7 and 8, he calls them out. He says, you hypocrites. You honor me with your lips, but your hearts are far from me. These are the people for three years Jesus battled with. These are the people that he had tension with. It wasn't those who didn't trust in God. It wasn't the sinners of those days. It was the, the, the so-called church people, the religious leaders. And Jesus battled them throughout his three years of, of, of his earthly ministry. And he had more problems and more arguments with the hypocritical people than he did the sinners. And uh, why? Because they, they thought they were better. They thought they were better than Jesus. They thought they were better than the, the disciples. And... Um, that's the truth in our lives. Uh, these difficult people, these hypocritical people, they always think they are better. They have a better than mindset. They, they have a high and mighty mindset. And they say things like this. Well, I would never, never commit that sin. They say things like, I can't believe that they're at church. Other things they say, did you hear what she did? Did you hear what he did? See, this hypocritical spirit always wants to elevate one's spirituality and crush others 
with spiritual demands that they are not even achieving. I'm going to say that again because that's good. This hypocritical spirit always wants to elevate one spirituality and crush others with spiritual demands that they are not even achieving themselves. These are difficult people in our lives. What do we do with such difficult people? Well, um, you could try to handle it with confronting them. Um, I would encourage you to try that. Most of the time, that doesn't work. Uh, You could try to bring restoration to their life. Most of the time, that doesn't work. Um, I've found that with hypocritical people, the best thing for you to do with them is to release them. Release them. And I know that sounds harsh, but it's like, man, they are toxic for your soul. They are toxic for your relationships. And most hypocritical people think they are right and they are better than, and they are not willing to change. They're not willing to see it your way. They're not willing to view it through your eyes. And so there comes a point in your life when they become so toxic, when they become so demanding, when they, when they continue to, to act like they're superior uh, over you, then you have to release them from your lives. So here, here, here's where I want to go as we wrap up these next few minutes. All of us in here, all of us in here encounter difficult people. All of us in here will continue to encounter difficult people. It may be a critical person. It may be an overly needy person. It may be a hypocritical or manipulative person. But I believe with God's help, and God's word, and some action on our part, I believe we can show these type of people the love of God even when we don't want to. And that's difficult to do. Uh, I'm here to tell you it's difficult to do, but I believe as we lean into God, I believe he's going to help us uh, to, to deal with these difficult people. You may be sitting here and be like, man, I've just realized that I am the difficult person. That could have became a reality to you in the, next, in the last few moments. Maybe you realize you are that difficult person. What do you do? Well, first and foremost, ask God to forgive you and to change your heart. He'll do it. He'll do it today. Second, you may have to go to some people and make some things right, some people that you were difficult with, and maybe ask for forgiveness. And then third, get a hold of God's word, scriptures. Get a hold of somebody who can keep you accountable to help you through this process. And uh, I, I believe that, that, that if you do that, you can overcome this. And last thing I'll say is this. Let, let us all remember. Let us all remember that we were once difficult in the eyes of God. Yeah, we were. We were rebellious. We did our own thing. We made wrong choices. We turned our backs on God, all of us, including me. But God had grace on us. He had compassion. He had mercy. And he forgave us. So no matter who's been difficult to you in your life, choose the path of forgiveness. It doesn't mean you have to let them back in your life. But choose the path of forgiveness. I believe it's the greatest path. Ephesians 4.32 says, Be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ Jesus has forgiven you. 
Will you stand with me today? Let's pray. Lord, we thank you today that your word has come alive in our hearts, God. And Lord, our desire is to learn how to deal with difficult people. And Lord, there, there are people in our lives that frustrate us. There are people that discourage us. There are people that bring us down week after week, month after month. And Lord, we ask you to help us to deal with them. We ask your Holy Spirit to minister to us so that we can deal with them in the proper way. We know getting angry, we know rendering evil for evil doesn't work. We know getting bitter doesn't work, God. Help us, give us the strength to love them even when we don't want to. And Lord, if we are that difficult person, if we are that person who's been critical, manipulative, hypocritical, overly needy, God, would you speak to us today? Would you help us to not be difficult to others? Would you help us to walk in your grace? Would you help us to give grace to others as you have given us grace in our lives, Father God? We ask you to do this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thanks for listening today. And maybe you're out there and maybe you feel far from God today. Maybe life has thrown you a curveball. You've taken some wrong turns. You've messed up. I'm here to tell you about God's love for your life. You know, it's real and it's for you. And and no matter what you've done, no matter where you've gone, God is there. His love is unconditional. And, And the Bible says that if you just confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, you're saved. And I'm going to lead you through a prayer. And I just believe that if you say this prayer and mean it with your heart, the Bible says you're saved. And I want to encourage you to tell somebody about this decision. But just wherever you're at, just say, God, I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Come into my life. Change me in Jesus' name. It's simple as that. And I encourage you to find a good local church. If if you can get to Fuel Church, get here. God is moving. God is doing some great things the lives and families of the people that come here, but find a good church where you can grow in God. Until next time, God bless you. Have a great week.